Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 6 of Genesis chapter 5. And tonight we're going to be reading Genesis 5, verses 9 through 11. And Enos lived 90 years and begat Canaan. And Enos lived after he begat Canaan 815 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enos were 905 years and he died. Well, at this point in the biblical calendar, here's what we know so far. Adam was 130 and Seth was born. Seth lived to be 105 and Enos was born and Enos was his son, his direct son. And so at the, the birth of Enos, it's 235 years from the creation and Now, God is continuing on, but again, he's not following the lifespan of Adam, nor the lifespan of Seth. But the calendar is going to go through Enos. And Enos lived 90 years and begat Canaan. And Enos lived after he begat Canaan 815 years and begat sons and daughters. So up until this point, when we read of Seth in verse 6 that he begat Enos, we understood because in the previous chapter, God said that Seth called his name Enos, that that begat meant that Enos was born to his father Seth. There was an immediate father-son relationship. But now when it comes to Enos and Canaan, we do not have the phrase Kereshem used at all. Kereshem, called his name, indicates that it would be an immediate father to son. Also, when we search the Bible, we do not find any additional information that would indicate that Canaan was an immediate son of Enos. So, now at this point, we we aren't sure. We aren't sure uh, if uh, Canaan is an immediate son of Enos. And actually, the, the way that God has written the calendar, the truth is that he is not an immediate son. Remember, the word begat does not necessarily mean an immediate father-son relationship. Let's go to Genesis 11 which is also where the calendar picks up after the flood. In Genesis chapter 11, verse 10, it says, These are the generations of Shem. Shem was a 100 years old and begat Arphaxed two years after the flood. And Shem lived after he begat Arphaxed 500 years and begat sons and daughters. And Arphaxed lived five and thirty years and begat Selah. And Arphaxad lived after he begat Selah 403 years and begat sons and daughters. Okay, now 
let's go to the New Testament, where a genealogy is given in the Gospel of Luke. In Luke chapter 3, and, uh, you know, you could read this in reverse, because if you're starting at creation, verse 38, is it begins with God. Uh, uh, the the last generation is God, and and then from God there is Adam, um, then Seth, then Enos, then Canaan, and uh, Melalil, and so forth. But in Luke three, as this is counting uh, again in reverse order, in Luke three, beginning in verse thirty five, it says, "Which was the son." Of Sarak, which was the son of Ragu, which was the son of Phalak, which was the son of Heber, which was the son of Selah, which was the son of Canaan, which was the son of Arphaxad, which was the son of Shem. Now, again, in Genesis 11, it says the generations of Shem, Shem are to Arphaxad, and Shem lived after he begat Arphaxad, verse 11, 500 years and begat sons and daughters. And Arphaxad lived five and thirty years and begat Selah. And Arphaxad lived after he begat Selah four hundred and three years and begat sons and daughters. And Selah lived thirty years and begat Eber. Well, in Luke, it, it, um, uh, it, it mentions Shem, then Arphaxad, and then Canaan. But there's no mention of Selah. And so, Selah was not an immediate son of Arphaxad. Um, and, you know, the way that God has laid out his calendar from this point for, for a stretch, and then in Genesis 11, it'll pick up again, is that Enos is the biblical calendar reference patriarch of his day. And the calendar of history is attached to the lifespan of Enos, just as it will be um, in the future from that point when God is going to destroy the world uh, in the days of Noah. And he says in Genesis chapter 7 and verse 6, And Noah was 600 years old, when the flood of waters was upon the earth. We we find the time references of the flood are tied to the life of Noah. In verse 11 of Genesis 7, In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened. And see, the flood occurred in the year 600 Noah. And Noah would live after the flood 350 years. And all the days of Noah, which totaled 950 years when he died, he was the biblical calendar reference patriarch of his time period. And he almost lived a thousand years. In our day... In, we're in the year 2016 A.D. A.D. means Adeno Domino, the year of our Lord. Our calendar is also linked to an individual. 
the Lord Jesus Christ. And time has been kept track of by most of the world for over 2,000 years according to the time span, the lifespan, or they think when Christ was born, of the Lord Jesus Christ. The same idea, the same mindset we have today. Uh, We don't say A.D. um, all the time. We just say, what you know, we're in the year 2016 or um, last year was 2015. You know, we're, we're just thinking years, and a lot of time we don't even make the connection. Certainly people of the world do not make the connection of what the calendar is tied to or who the calendar is tied to. But that's the way the calendar has been kept from the very beginning. For the first 130 years, Adam was the calendar reference patriarch. Then, when Seth was born for the next 105 years, Seth was the calendar reference patriarch. And then when Enos was born, Enos became the biblical calendar reference patriarch. But now... He's the third generation since Adam. And now there's other options. More people have been born into the world. And so God is going to make a change. He's not going to have Enos have an immediate son when Enos is 90. No, that's not what it means. It means that when Enos was 90, an individual was born that would later begat, um, or, or the line of Canaan was, was begotten. And then, uh, Canaan would come later after Enos lived 815 more years. In other words, the calendar will follow the entire lifespan of Enos. All the days of Enos are 900 and five years, and he died. And at the point of Enos's death, then Canaan is born that year. And then the biblical calendar will follow the life of Canaan un- until Canaan dies. You see, what Mr. Camping discovered, and unlike all previous attempts at... um uncovering the biblical calendar of history, and there were several attempts to do so. There there were uh, several men. You may have heard of Bishop Usher, who is from the Church of Ireland in the 17th century. He, uh, he laid down a biblical calendar based on the genealogies in Genesis 5 and 11 and, and the lifespans of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and so forth. And he came up with a creation date of 4004 BC. And then, of course, if creation was 4004 BC, we're in the year 2016, it makes the, the age of the earth just over 6,000 years in our time. And it's just much, much too short. Actually, with the methodology that Usher followed and some other men, he wasn't alone. Some others came up with 3,900 and some years for the, the Old Testament period. The, 
methodology they followed was thrown off because here where it says Enos lived 90 years and begat Canaan, they assumed that Canaan was the immediate son of Enos, just like Enos was the immediate son of Seth, which was correct, and Seth the immediate son of Adam, which was correct. But they made an error, and we can see how they could do it, uh, because God established an early pattern that he now breaks. And the error was in thinking that begat meant an immediate father-son relationship when it does not. And in this case, Canaan was begat when Enos was 90, but he wasn't born. He would not be born into the world for over 815 years after that point. And, and so you can see how there would be a wide discrepancy of years if, if you were only off on this one instance, your calendar would be off already, off target by 815 years. Because you're assuming Canaan is born when Enos is 90, when in fact Canaan was not born until Enos died at the age of 905, 815 years later. And what it results in for the early generations, these ten generations that lead up to Noah, he's the tenth generation and then the flood, is a calendar. When when you, you miscalculate and you erroneously think that, that every begat means an immediate father-son relationship, it results in... Let's see, I wrote it down. Uh, 4,397 years will be missing by the time you get to the flood. Almost 4,400 years from creation to the flood disappear. They're not taken into account because the way God has hidden truth, which God does throughout the Bible... The way that God has written the calendar, it was very finely detailed, very precisely set in place end to end. Upon the death of one biblical calendar patriarch, the other is born the same year. Then that individual's lifespan goes along until he dies upon the year of his death the next biblical calendar patriarch is born. When people do not follow that methodology, but they just go under the wrong assumption that begat means, again, an immediate father to son, then they end up from creation to Noah's age of 600. When Noah is 600 years old and the flood begins, they have a timeline of 1,626 years. That's all, 1,626. And 600 of those years are the days of Noah, which which means that according to their calendar, the, uh, from creation, when, when Adam was created, Adam dies in the year 930, and just about 100 years later, Noah is born, 
and 600 years into Noah's life, then comes the flood. It, everything is compacted. It's jammed in there, and it does not allow for the necessary time that God has placed in his word. And they do the same thing after the flood in Genesis 11. And that's how they come up with a very compact 4004 BC. That means 4004 years of the Old Testament. And, and then the 2000 plus years of the New Testament. When, when you put them, the two sums together, it's about 6,020 years. And the actual age of the world, of the earth, from creation until Christ, the Old Testament, was 11,006 until the birth of Christ in 7 BC. They're off over 7,000 years on the Old Testament side. And of course, we're uh, together, I believe, up until our time, the New Testament side. The error is on the Old Testament side. They have lost 7,000 years about because they failed to understand how God wrote his calendar. And, you know, we have to, I think, take into account that God sealed up the word until the time of the end. And the biblical calendar also was sealed up, so they did the best that they could and, and the, the good thing that a bishop usher and, and, um, some others did when, when they tried to ascertain the correct calendar of history was they were looking in the right place. They were looking in the Bible and they trusted that God created the world. They trusted the, the years, the lifespans that were given. So all of that is good and commendable, but they, again, were not able to penetrate the way that God hid the information. It wasn't until, again, uh, the Lord opened up the eyes of Mr. Camping, who wrote his book, Adam Wynn, in the 1970s. You know, that was before the Great Tribulation, before God opened the scriptures to reveal many truths at the time of the end. And and we might wonder, well, why would God do that? Uh, why would he open up that information a couple of decades prior to the Great Tribulation, when the Great Tribulation is actually the time of the end, when the Bible's unsealed? And I think it's it's pretty clear that the reason is that it was necessary that the calendar be available and known in order for the details that God would later open up concerning the timeline for the Great Tribulation and, and the end of all things, the, the, the day that we're living in. You, you, uh, it was necessarily tied to the calendar. And so you had to have an understanding of the biblical calendar of history. One of the problems the major problems uh, that the church has in regards to their inability to know time and judgment is they have accepted, to a large degree, calendars 
um, like bishop ushers. And like many things they accept from reformers or, or church fathers, uh, once accepted, they never investigate further. They, they, uh, once a high place is established, they leave it set and, and you can't touch it. And so that mindset has resulted in the error of uh, really not knowing where they are in history. They, they, they cannot locate their time because their timeline, really, since they have no firm foundation for the creation of the world, for the flood, and, and many other dates in the Bible, they, uh, they have no real grasp on the timeline of the world that God has established in his word. It, of course, when God's people, who by God's grace have been shown the biblical calendar of history, begin to make reference to things such as 1988, the 13,000th year of Earth's history, and how Christ was born at the point of the 11,000th year of Earth's history, and and so on. These things do not register with many in the churches because they have a completely different base of understanding regarding time. They they have it uh, in their Bibles, or it, I think it was in the Schofield Bibles, ushers, date for creation, 4004. And, and, and so when we talk about 13,000 years and, and the end of the world, it, it does not register or did not register with a great many people within the churches and congregations. Yet this is an accurate biblical calendar. Uh, you know, it's amazing that here we are and uh, when we go through the timeline, we're going to come up with 7,000 more years. 7,000 more years about than uh, is in Usher's calendar. And yet as we we go end to end with many of these dates of the biblical reference patriarchs. For instance, in verses 9 through 11 of Genesis 5, we are adding 815 years that Usher's calendar and those who follow Usher's calendar would not have. And then when you go to the next patriarch, there'll be many hundreds of years more added to that and the next and the next until, again, there's almost 4,400 years just from creation to the flood that we will have in our biblical calendar that will not be found in any other calendar. And yet, isn't it something that we are working down from creation in 11,013 B.C., going thousands of years, thousands of years adding uh, what they would say erroneously, incorrectly, and then we're coming down to the lives later on of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the 430 years of Israel in Egypt 
and and then the wilderness sojourn and the period of the judges and the period of the kings and our dates our dates that will uh, be demonstrated each point along the way as we descend down through history will coincide with some of their own accepted dates for say the the life of Solomon or the foundation of the temple and and how can that be how is it possible if we are incorrect by thousands of years uh, it, it would uh, seem that when we get down to the later periods of time we should be way off way off base way off archaeological findings for certain kings and so forth but we're not off we're right on target right on the money with the lifespan of solomon working all the way down from adam following this methodology we will find ourselves right on target and how is that possible well because we are understanding the biblical calendar correctly. And it's only the biblical calendar of history that allows for 11,000 plus years of Old Testament history that, that truly enables all the events of the Old Testament to have space enough to work out. Uh, you know, uh, some secularists mock the, uh, the biblical calendar of Usher and those that accept it because it doesn't give enough time for certain uh, ancient civilizations to have developed that the, everything is compacted and and yet there's uh, remains of Mayans and there's remains of Egyptian empires that just could not have been given their dates for the flood and and the tiny amount of time that they allow for the Old Testament history to work out. It's absolutely necessary that there have been a longer period of time. And, and you know, as we would discuss things with someone presenting a secular chronology of, of some ancient civilization, we say, yes, of course. The, the Bible allows for that to have happened because there were actually several thousand more years of Old Testament history. Well, we'll we'll take a closer look at these verses uh, in verses 9 through 11. Uh, we'll, we'll come up with the next date uh, from, from Enos and where his lifespan concluded, and, and that'll give us the next milestone in God's biblical calendar of history. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.